is The House Call. Welcome to Dead Zone Fantasy with The House Call Sports, the ultimate destination for avid fantasy football enthusiasts who are constantly on the hunt for the most updated insights and analysis on redraft and dynasty fantasy football. Our off-season show is designed to keep you ahead of the market, offering process insights through analytics so you can develop your own research strategies for sustainable success. With our finger on the pulse of the NFL, we bring you up-to-date news and highlight emerging trends in the world of fantasy football. Our team of seasoned analysts, me, Nick, Matt, We'll dive deep into draft strategies, discussing the latest player rankings, sleeper picks, and potential breakout stars to give you an edge over your league mates. We cover it all, providing you with the most comprehensive and cutting-edge information to ensure you have the best chances to make the best roster decisions for your team. Tune in to Dead Zone Fantasy and get ready to take your fantasy football to the fantasy football game to the next level. I'm your host, Josh, and of course, as I mentioned before, we got Matt. And Nick, how you doing, guys? Doing wonderful, my friend. What an intro. How you doing, man? Thank you. Good, good. You know, uh, just ready to start, get this episode started, man. I'm excited for the segment. Um, we'll be here all season, all off season, guys. We got you. But let me go ahead and uh, talk about our sponsor real quick with Liquid IV. 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com guys cold and flu season is right around the corner and tangerine flavor is my way of keeping sickness at bay i'm a physical education teacher and i coach multiple sports so that requires me to stay hydrated and you know to stay at my peak for most of my day every day I get three times the electrolytes with Liquid IV and the great taste, of course. So use the promo code and hit the link in the description to go get some today. Also, we're sponsored by StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has the tickets for you. StubHub has sports, concert, and theater tickets as low as $6. We got the NBA playoffs coming up. MLB just started with a bang. You know, those quick games, man. We got we brought some excitement back into that sport. I love it. I love it. So go get you some tickets. Hit the link in the description to get your tickets at StubHub today. Now, let's get started, boys. With the NFL draft coming up on April 27th, we're just going to discuss some incoming rookie profiles in this episode and their potential impact in redraft and dynasty league. So we got you in all platforms, guys. And let's get started with who else? Guys, he, he's been talked about, uh, you know, all year at the University of Texas. Um, in dynasty leagues, you know, you have people drooling over the 101 pick in dynasty and, you know, I, I've seen some crazy trades. I, I, I've seen a straight up trade for Jamar Chase for that 101. So it's it's wow. hot. It, yeah, it's it's hot off the skillet right now. We're talking about Bijan Robinson, a likely first rounder, not only in the NFL, but in redraft and your absolute 101 in Dynasty. Um, guys. What about him excites you? What what makes him such a such a concrete like you can't miss with this pick um, prospect. And also what team makes you most excited to land Bijan Robinson for fantasy? If it's different for redraft and dynasty, let us know. But Matt, we're going to go ahead and start off with you. Well, first of all, the things that make me most excited is the dude is a, a freak of nature. He's six foot two twenty, and he runs a four, four, six. Um, when you think of a workhorse running back and obviously as we know, volume is King in fantasy football. Yes. He looks like he's just going to get 20 to 25 carries a game. And that's exactly what you want in, in your workhorse running back uh, in, in fantasy football. That's exactly what you want in the RB1 in fantasy football. And that's why you have people trading the trading the 101 pick for Jamar Chase in, in leagues, like you said, in, in dynasty leagues. So it's 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 a uh, he's he's going to be that guy. We know he's going to be a, a, a legit RB1 when he gets in the NFL. So that's why everyone's so excited about him. But. The best landing spot that I could think of is going to really piss you off, Josh, your cowboy loving self. <laughs> and I said it. landing spot for a reason. It's because the Eagles have landed, baby. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles are my best landing spot for Bijan Robinson. First of all, Miles Sanders obviously left for Carolina and they brought in Rashad Penny, who, I mean, we know he's been injury prone. He's coming off an injury last year and a major one at that. 
And even with Rashad Penny, we've seen he's not been able to, to, to carry the majority of a workload when he was in Seattle. So uh, a workhorse running back like Bijan Robinson coming into Philadelphia, where last year Miles Sanders in this offense with almost no passing game utilization and getting you know a ton of goal line touchdowns vultured by Jalen Hurts last year was still a legit RB2, RB15 overall. And he finally started, obviously, Miles Sanders was having problems finding the end zone last year or before sure. last year. He started finding it last year. But I think, listen, to, to, plus Philly, I think, wants to put a little bit pressure, less pressure on Jalen Hurts, uh, especially Jalen Hurts' legs, because last year we saw him obviously getting hurt running. Uh, and then all, all of the, the, the QB sneaks as well probably take its toll on Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts' health. So I think if you have Bijan Robinson at running back, and it's a third down and one, you're a lot more likely to not, you know, use Jalen Hurts as a QB sneak ability and give Bijan Robinson the rock. So I guess, you know, Bijan, if he went to Philadelphia, he'd be more of a first and second down back. Uh, and, and Boston Scott and Gainwell would take some of that passing game utilization and the third down work. But I think you'd have to draft Bijan as a borderline RB1 if you were to land in Philadelphia. I don't think you yeah. want Bijan on a bad on a bad team, like in, where he gets Damian Pierce, like we saw at the end of last year, where his game script just takes him out of you know, any possible, you know, fantasy game, you know, fantasy utilization that he can have, excuse me, that he can have. So obviously it def could, definitely could hurt Jalen Hurts fantasy value as he was, you know, the QB one in, in points per game, uh, points per game last year. But I mean, I think you have to think of uh, a, a B. John Robinson and Jalen Hurts combo, not only from a fantasy perspective, but a real football perspective if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Filthy and scary, dude. Why you got to start off the episode like that? Like, come on. Like, I, I was hoping you'd say the Cowboys just for once, Matt. Uh, you, you're, but you're hitting me with the logic. You're hitting me with the logic. Um, you know, they're trying to preserve Jalen Hurts' legs. Um, they might, you know, they've discussed taking away that that cheat code of a QB sneak um, where where they push behind. So, yeah, that third and one, you're 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 hitting you're hitting Bijan. You know, you, you got to save mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts. So I could definitely see some more touches. And that team is going to score a lot next season and for, you know, for the future. And so I do I do like that logic. Um, he's also a great, like, pass blocking back. So, you know, he might even vulture even more third down uh, plays than, than we're thinking. So, sure. man, I hate it, but I love it at the same time, Matt. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Nick, what do you got for us? So I was thinking, you know, Eagles obviously a great landing spot. Matt said it said it great. Uh, Bijan is spectacular. He's gonna he's gonna be one of the, the more dynamic running backs that that we see coming coming into the, uh, the, the this draft, obviously. And I'm I liked I would love to see him go to the Detroit Lions. Oof. You know, with with them losing Jamal Williams. They have, you know, he was the touchdown leader last year, so they're losing a lot of production. We've already seen DeAndre Swift for multiple years. He, can't, he cannot handle the workload as a three-down back, so they need somebody to complement them. And they're one of the most high-powered offenses in the NFL right now. So add Bijan Robinson to, to that, and I think that the Lions will just keep on going. Both running backs will, will get their touches and produce in fantasy. And uh, you won't you won't be mad drafting Bijan. Oh no, no, no. Um, mm -hmm. And even even with who did, who did they add in free agency? Uh, Detroit. Uh, even with David Montgomery. Uh, yeah, even even with David Montgomery, this team ran the ball enough to feed backs like David Montgomery, Bijan, and uh, and DeAndre Swift. You know, DeAndre Swift probably in the passing game, and then man. I, how do you stop that? How do you stop that three-headed monster? You know, you don't. with no, you don't. Absolutely <laughs> not. And Bijan, you know, talent, talent gets touches. You know, talent gets volume. Um, they it, I, likely in the off season, I could see him beating out David Montgomery. You know, and it wouldn't be, it still wouldn't be a bad pick for Detroit because you know what, they run the ball enough, uh, take the pressure out of Jared Goff's hands. You know. Um, and that team is going to score. They are a dark horse Super Bowl pick for so many people. They're the most bet on Super Bowl future pick uh, for next year. Oh, that's yours too, Matt. That's yours too. Oh yeah, yeah. I would love, I would love Bijan to the Lions because I already, I already said Lions are in the Super Bowl next year. So Bijan to the Lions. I'm feeling solid about uh, uh, yes, about sir. a Lions Super Bowl for sure. Dang, guys, I, I like them both. Um, let me talk about his prospect profile first. Uh, it, there's three stats that I think uh, really translate 
um, a couple less than one that I'm about to talk about. Uh, first off, you know, touchdowns usually are not a sticky stat for fantasy, but it is a stat to keep, uh, you know, keep track of. Uh, going into the NFL. So when he played uh, his best season out of two seasons, uh, best two season percentage, he his season total touchdown share was 63% with the Texas Longhorns last year. He had 63% of that offense and he didn't even play in a couple games. Uh, unbelievable. He had 20 touchdowns last year. His season reception share. So really I'm looking at backs that are all around players. And that's exactly the kind of prospect you're going to get. So 8.6%, which, you know, is, is a little bit below some of the absolute elite running backs coming into the NFL, but it's still there. He can still receive the ball. He still has crisp routes out of the backfield. I love that. He had 314 receiving yards uh, and then season total yards per team play. What you do for that is you take the obviously teams total yards for the season and then see how many uh, yards Bijan got out of that receiving and rushing and then uh divide that up and you get 1.92 yards per team play so season total yards and then how many plays Bijan was in there he he almost had two yards per team play not even every time he touched the ball of course like it's unbelievable um touchdowns aren't as sticky as the season total yards per team play because that's just saying volume and the kind of valuable touches he's getting for for that team so he's a monster but guys I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, Ooh, yeah. You know, they're they're trying to get rid of Austin Eckler. He's he's really sad about it. And, uh, you know, uh, he'll he'll keep on crying uh, once they uh, draft Bijan Robinson in the first round on draft night. Um, he's going to be super wow. sad. Justin Herbert is already is all, has already proven he can sustain a top one, two, three running back in Austin Eckler. And. You know, all props to Austin Eckler. I I love the man. He's thinking about fantasy. He tells his fans, like, guys, I'm thinking about fantasy. I'm trying to get you all points and championships. Love the guy, but he's just not Bijan. Okay. Like, if Bijan got the same touches as as Austin, come on now. That is, you know what? In redraft, he he's he might be a top six, seven pick if he goes to the Chargers in redraft. Oh, yeah. Dynasty, obviously, he's a 101. I don't know if there's a there's a team that he goes to where I'm like, ah, oh, he's not. He, I'll draft Jameer Gibbs or Jackson Smith over him because even if he goes, let's say the Titans, like a worst case scenario, right? Let's say the Titans, he's behind Derrick Henry. You still have sustained success. And when Derrick Henry leaves, you know, he's mm-hmm. been on the trade block a little bit. You get that Derrick Henry role. Are you kidding me? Come on. So no matter where he goes, it's going to be a solid pick. But if he goes to the Chargers, eagles or detroit man watch out um you know let, let's let's go ahead and stop with uh Bijan. we hit we had our Bijan minute also shout out Bijan. uh me and nick are from tucson and uh that's that's where he's from he went to south point high school yes sir uh so let's go tucson represent um <laughs> let's go ahead and go on to the wide receivers in this draft class and from what i've seen uh from you know scouts it hasn't been it's not the best wide receiver draft class but it is you know that's where our league is headed is in fantasy especially is like just wide receiver wide receivers so still very important for redraft and dynasty if it's different let me know um who is the best wide receiver for fantasy in this draft class uh nick let's go ahead and start off with you man that's that, that's gonna be a tough one just because it, it obviously all depends on where they go but if I had if I had to uh, to bet on any of them, I'd probably I'd probably I'd probably I'd probably go with JSN just because I think that's one of the safer safer bets. And then I had Jordan Addison. I like Jordan Addison as my as the number two. I just think he'll be a, a volume volume slot guy, and uh, I think both of them will just be volume slot guys. So uh, you'll you'll get your touches. You'll get you'll get quick passes to them. So in in the PPR setting. They'll, they'll get you a lot of points and just like you said the nfl keeps on going more towards this uh wide receiver dynamic where they're, they're throwing the ball 30 40 50 times a game so right if you guys if you have guys who can separate which jsn and addison both can absolutely that it, it'll it'll be it, you'll you'll do great yeah um and you know what? That's I totally uh, agree with your rankings on wide receivers. I'll get on that in a minute. But yeah, JSN, um, 
absolutely like i don't i don't think him not doing the 40 time is uh really hurt him that much because people are like just absolutely like obsessed with his uh shuttle cone drill um and that's what he's gonna be is in that in that in that uh you know slot sort of position we have yet to see if he's an outside outside sort of wide receiver that can take over um but there are uh wide receivers uh coming from you know lsu ohio state i'll get on that in a minute that have you know stayed in the slot in college and then shown they can be an outside wide receiver so uh, I like that. Totally agree. Matt, what about you? Yeah, uh, Nick Nick took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going with Jackson Smith and Jigma from Ohio State. I mean, and, and, and uh, Josh, you stole my first point of the, he ran the fastest three-cone drill in the 20-yard the shuttle at the combine. <laughs> so, And the 20-yard shuttle was the fourth fastest of all time. And so, again, you talked about it. What does that really mean? It means his agility and his quickness are elite. He's shifty and he can get open. He's a perfect... NFL slot receiver plus I think he he ran at his combine and it was a 448 to 452 range so that's a pretty good pretty good 40 for your slot receiver which is a lot faster than he was mm. projected to projected to be I can see him being a, a Keenan Allen a Chris Godwin maybe a Pete Jarvis Landry or Wes Welker or Julian Edelman t- those those type of guys where for me I don't know about you guys but I like one receiver who's got a really high upside. I like one receiver who's got a really high floor when I'm picking my receivers. And Jackson Smith and Jigma, yes. I think, provides you with that extremely high floor because of, like Nick mentioned, the one-point PPR scoring leagues, the the standard one-point PPR, he's going to be perfect. And, you know, it, 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 you can you can pencil him in for five or six catches a game, you know. So, um, and, and guys who catch balls are invaluable. That's why we love our running backs to catch, you know, catch passes like CMC or Austin Eckler because the, the pass cast pass catching aspect excuse me is so valuable and as far as destinations go I don't think this situation is going to happen based on you know what the rumors are but this is what makes most sense to me I think we'll talk about these guys a little bit later but I think the Panthers should take Bryce Young at number one overall I think the Texans should take CJ Stroud at number two overall and then the Texans with their other first round pick at number 12 should take JSN because we've seen other NFL QBs reunite with their former college receivers and have a lot of success. We've seen Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, Tua and Jalen Waddle. We've seen Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. So I think that would be the most logical path for JSN to have immediately, you know, be immediately fantasy relevant because he would be on a team that sucked and he'd get a ton of garbage time, you know, trailing by 17 points in the third quarter, you know, comeback catches where it's just volume, volume, volume all day. They're trying to make a comeback and they just keep throwing their slot receiver JSN. So also, I think a good choice would be whoever Kansas City decides they're going to pick in this draft at wide receiver because Kansas City needs a wide receiver. And obviously, you know, whoever goes with Patrick Mahomes is going to be fantasy relevant right away. But I think JSN, as far as just a pure player perspective, I think he has the highest floor of any of these guys. Absolutely, dude. I mean, I guess across the board, we have our first, uh, you know, full agreement uh, on a question, uh, you know, in the segment. So JSN is my obvious pick as well, guys. Um, And let me just add to your guys's arguments for him. He's played with Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson and Marvin Harrison Jr. And when you when they asked Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave who the best receiver was that season, uh, they played together. They all said JSN. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he, he got hurt last year. And uh, so I really like his season before then. Um, you know, he was outproducing other, uh, the other two. And we've seen how Chris Olave was, you know, NFL ready. Uh, he came out, he almost won rookie of the rookie of the year offensive. And then, you know, Garrett Wilson did win offensive rookie of the year and uh, he might get you know, another QB who we don't want to mention uh, that'll just send him through the roof. Um, And Justin Jefferson, when he was at LSU, I referred to this earlier, he played 99% in the slot at LSU. And then now you see him as an outside receiver for the Vikings. uh, The number one, Mm -hmm. I believe, uh, uh, redraft pick for next year as a wide receiver. And uh, so I'm excited to see if uh, JSN has, has the tools to be an outside but then as a slot receiver, he's going to get the volume. He's going to be getting open. I love, I, I love him as, uh, as my first. And then Nick, I, I agreed with you as a, with Addison as the second wide receiver taken. And that, then I put Quinton Johnson um, as well. So love all three of those guys. I just think JSN is going to, you know, be the guy to take it home. It all depends on draft capital too. Um, draft yeah, capital, was- like. Who, who who's going to be taken first and it might change my mind you know 
Yeah, no doubt. And I, looking back now, I'm a USC fan, so I should have went with Jordan Addison since everybody was going to go with JSN. But Jordan <laughs> Addison is a really good pick as well. And like you said, it's it's all going to come down to fit. You know, if if you know some of these guys go to you know if you go to Tennessee, for example, who's probably not going to be a very pass heavy team, it's it's not going to be looking as hot for 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 whatever wide receiver goes there. So yeah, it's it's going to be all about fit. So you know, the NFL draft coming up, like you said in the intro, is going to be super super big to see how you know how valuable these guys actually are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so let's go to another running back. Um, you know, he's minus 2000 on DraftKings to be the second running back taken off the board. So uh, it's a it's a fool's bet, um, which I, I think it's kind of crazy because there's so many good running backs in this class that I think it's crazy to, you know, we obviously know Bijan's going to be the first. He has to be. But Jameer Gibbs has to be the second running back off the board i i don't know uh i want to hear your guys's thoughts on that but should you take after that 101 do you guys believe you should take jameer gibbs uh or a top wide receiver with your second pick in a dynasty draft um matt let's start with you yeah this one's tough i mean obviously you know jameer gibbs and like we talked about there's a, there's a, uh, there's going to be a good depth of receivers like you mentioned with we just mentioned with jsn jordan addison you got your uh you know quentin johnson maybe a jalen hyatt goes to kansas city like we talked about and then you know the whole board is flipped upside down you know That's and you got to consider j- taking you got to consider taking jalen hyatt you know pretty high up in your dynasty drafts but for me, I think you gotta. I think you know, running backs are so few and far between. There's a reason why we call this dead zone fantasy, is because running backs are a dead zone. There's like five or six really good ones that you can trust uh, at this point. So um, I think you got to go with Jameer Gibbs over over a top wide receiver. Like I said, running backs are so much more valuable. And I mean, the comp for Jameer Gibbs, who a lot of people are comparing him to, is Alvin Kamara. So and last year, notwithstanding, yes. you know, that's a legit top five fantasy running back every single year. I, I, I had some Alvin Kamara stock last year. And that didn't pan out too well for me outside of one week. But um, and, and listen, I think from what I've seen with Jameer Gibbs, he can be, you know, what what the best version of Alvin Kamara is because he can catch passes. He can run in between the tackles. He's and he's faster than Kamara, too. He's he's a complete he's a complete player. So especially in today's NFL, um, where coaches know exactly how to use a versatile player like that. And considering yeah. how like we like I was talking about how valuable and rare great running backs are in fantasy. I think Gibbs would be well worth taking a shot at with that second pick. And if he hits you, I mean, you've got a lineup lock RB one for the next half decade in, in, in dynasty and not much more is more valuable than that in fantasy football. Yes, sir. And I love, I love the comp. He is an Alvin, Alvin Kamara light. I would say, you know, a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit lighter, but he, he's going to be great cash and passes out of the backfield. Uh, he's a better receiver than Bijan. So totally agree. totally agree with that. Um, Hopefully his receiving prowess is going to, you know, get him some touches uh, and they're going to be valuable touches more than they're, they're more valuable than just getting handed the ball, you know, in the backfield. So definitely, you know, I, I like that. I like that take Nick. What do you think? It's, it's hard for me to want to take a running back with the number two, with the number two spot, just because you, with the way the NFL is going, there's so many running back by committee teams. And if he happens to land on one of those teams, his, his his value will just plummet just because you never know if he's going to be in goal line situations or if they're going to if there's going to be that second back that's going to take away half that production so i for me myself personally i would have to take a top wide receiver in in, in it so whether whether it be jsn or addison or even i i'd even potentially think about uh zay flowers depending on where he went um it would, I, I, I would just really have to consider taking wide receivers just because that's where that's where uh, that's where the bread and butter is. And that's how I consistently uh, be in the top five or top. Yeah, be in the top five of my uh, fantasy leagues every year. Yeah, you know, um, it, again, it, it's all going to depend on where these guys go. Of course, I keep saying it. it that is the huge, huge part of the huge part of this for fantasy. But imagine if he went to the patriots that'd be disgusting i just would like oh uh, yeah i would not i would not touch him <laughs> at all you could see that running back by committee uh ugh, disgusting I, I i don't trust bill i don't trust bill with fantasy um it's, no 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 it, it you know one week he could be inactive and it just doesn't make sense <laughs> just randomly yeah for real 
like poor Ramondre Stevenson. You you gotta you guys as Patriot fans, you guys gotta know he's gonna he's gonna do something to hurt Stevenson's fantasy value next year. Yeah, uh, I mean we uh, I, we he got such a big workload last year that everyone's kind of like anticipating like oh Ramondre is mm-hmm. gonna you know another big workload for Ramondre like psych like he'll probably end up like RB twenty six finishing on the year like because we you know we use all three four running backs that we have Ramondre probably ends up you know the gunner on punt returns or something like that it's it's gonna be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you can. It's it's unpredictable. The only the only couple of players that you've really been able to trust fantasy wise for the Patriots over the years are Brady and Gronk, you know, and Wes Welker and 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 Randy Moss. You know, it's right. other than that, it's been really tough to trust Patriots. So yeah, if he goes to the Patriots, it's gonna be hard to trust. It's hard hard Disgusting. to trust. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my my thing with Jameer Gibbs, if you're in a PPR, you know, points per reception league, standard league, I'm not touching him. But uh, PPR league, man, he he could be. He could be that running back too on your team and be, you know, completely solid. I see him. I see him as an RB, RB two in PPR leagues. Um, you know, maybe top twelve to twenty four back. But his weight, his size is just really worrying me. Five nine, one ninety nine, and I'm sure he held a couple of Twinkies in his in his mouth when he was, uh, you know, on the scale trying to add some weight. He, uh, you just generally historically. NFL teams don't give backs under under 200 pounds more than 200 total touches. Um, so it's it's an uphill battle for him volume wise. He he could be an Alvin Kamara where he gets what three seasons in a row of 72 receptions and be completely fine for your team. Again, that's going to depend if he's uh, you know running back by committee. But here's a stat: when he was at Alabama. He only play, He only got 33% of Alabama's rushing attempts last year. And uh, this whole 2023 draft class, it's a great running back draft class, by the way, again. But three, 75% of the prospects going into the draft have hit a higher number than 33 rushing, 33% rushing attempts. So a stat where it's like, man, it's 75% of these guys are getting even more touches in a college setting. I don't know how that's going to translate to his volume going into the NFL. That's what worries me. But hey, PPR, PPR, I consider taking him over Jackson Smith or or Jordan Addison. But um, I think even in standard or, you know, even in standard or half half point, I think I still go with a, a wide receiver, you know, maybe Jordan Addison because he's a little more explosive. Um, we'll get, you know, longer, you know, longer receptions. But I'll be on the fence if I have that pick 102. I think I'm going to go Jackson Smith with the with the 102 just because of the longevity of of the wide receiver position. Um, but let's go ahead and go to uh, quarterbacks. We've hit wide receivers. We've hit running backs. Let, let's go to this like what some people are saying is a really great uh, great top heavy quarterback class for 2023. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier, Matt, you want Bryce Young to go. So I'm going to start with you. You, you want Bryce Young to actually to go to the Panthers and CJ Stroud to, uh, to go second to the Texans because it might be a better fit. Um, but what do you guys think about, about these two? They, I, I'd say these two are in a tier of their own. And then it's a couple other QBs that we'll talk about. Um, they both have what, what we can look at and be like, these guys can be over 10 year starters in, in the league. Um, so Matt, who do you think, even though Bryce Young, you want going first, who do you think will have more fantasy impact in their career? Yeah, I think, I think the answer for both questions should be Bryce Young. I think, I think he's the, I think he's the better player. Like I said, I hinted at it a little bit earlier. I think he's better. He has the, the, the scrambling and the rushing upside for him, I think is higher than CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud can obviously, he implements that in his game a little bit, but Bryce Young uses it more and and I think he'll get more rushing yards. I think he'll get more rushing touchdowns. That's also maybe a reason to be a little bit more concerned about Bryce Young because he's so small. Maybe he takes some more hits and maybe he's, his career doesn't last as long. And, you know, he's, we saw his, his, his height and weight isn't, you know, he's not the biggest, strongest guy, but I think his talent is just, is just too, too extreme. Plus I think, I think he's got better arm talent and as far as ability to make, you know, different off platform throws and the throws in the pocket, uh, I think Bryce Young is better. Um, plus Bryce, he's got that it factor, dude. You just, you just believe he's going to get it done in those big moments. He saves his best for the big moments. And again, you know, that, that doesn't seem like it's important in fantasy, but 
you know, when when you're when you got a guy like that, it just gives you more confidence that he's going to put up some more points in big situations. And again, situation is key. And whoever goes to number one, uh, you know, to Carolina is obviously in the better situation than whoever goes to number two in the Texans to produce fantasy wise and also real life wise. So again, yeah. the, the fit's going to be huge. But I think just as a just as a a fantasy player profile, I think Bryce Young is a is a better fantasy option than C.J. Stroud. Right. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think Bryce Young is uh, actually the better pocket passer, uh, has more has has more uh, like presence and awareness in the pocket. That is where he's going to have to live, though, with that with that frame. We don't want that guy taking hits. I mean, you see yep. Kyler Murray, who's like way more of an athlete, I believe, than Bryce Young. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think a better thrower, but yeah, Kyler can't last a full season. And, you know, he's trying to avoid hits. Um and his comp to Drew Brees, I think, is really good. Um, he can't. He, he, a lot of people think uh, are worried about him not being able to see over the line, but he's shown time and time again that he can still make the throws. Um, just look at his production. Uh, don't don't just look at uh, look at the size for him. I, I I love that take, Nick. What about you, man? So I'm just going to go a little bit of the opposite uh, take, just 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 uh, based off what you guys mentioned. Young is just a little bit too too small for my liking, so I just don't know how many how many times he'll be able to sit that sit back there and take those beatings from those de- defensive tackles and the defensive linemen and and even the linebackers who are going to be just constantly uh, hitting them and blitzing them. CJ Shroud, I think, is just going to be absolutely amazing. Six three, he's like two twenty. Uh, last last two years, he's thrown over forty touchdowns with only six interceptions. So. If if he goes to the Panthers, I think that he'll do he'll he'll be the better fantasy production. But I think whoever whoever goes to the Panthers is going to be the the better the better fantasy production QB there is just just because that division and you instantly are are like the top QB in that division. Um, so I think that the the obviously the draft is is, is key in this, but. If I if I had to if I had to choose one, I'm choosing CJ Stroud. I just like I, I like what he brings to the tables, and I think that he'll he'll make a, a massive jump going going from college to the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I just so, wanted to I wanted to I wanted to jump in real quick on the yeah. on the small point for Bryce Young again, because just because I think you know obviously the size is definitely a concern, but I think if there's any version of the NFL that a small quarterback can survive longer in. It's this version of the NFL because obviously quarterbacks aren't getting hit as much. You know, there's more protection on the quarterback no matter where he's at, whether he's inside the pocket, outside the pocket. So I think Bryce Young has a higher chance of survival. In t- you know, if this was you know the '80s, where you know you, you see those videos and guys are just like diving head on, like head head first, you know, taking each other's head out like Superman diving, you know, headbutting each other. You know, maybe in that era, I'm I'm not so sold on Bryce Young. But this one, I think he's got a little more survivability. Obviously, you know, he still has that risk factor of him being so small. But I think in today's NFL, he's got a little more chance of surviving. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Drew Brees did it. Drew Brees did it. He had the same, almost the same exact frame uh, for as Bryce Young. And uh, they they also talked about his release time as well. He's getting the ball out quick. So it, it's going right. to be hard to, it's really going to be hard to kind of, you know, get get as many hits as you you want on him, and that Panthers offensive line I think is underrated. I mean, especially for the run game, but um, they're man, they're they're just like bruisers that you know if you touch their quarterback, they're 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 gonna beat you up, man. They're they're gonna let you know about it, punch you in the mouth. Um, uh, it's a real punchy in the mouth offensive line over there. So totally see that if Bryce Young goes to the Panthers. But I just don't think he's going to the Panthers. I think CJ or I think CJ Stroud is going to the Panthers. Uh, you know his odds completely changed in his favor once you saw you know Frank Reich just like I don't know if you guys saw the video of him, but he was just like smiling, like he was just looking at the love of his life. You know he loves himself a tall QB. Um, he, he hasn't ever had a short QB at starting ever. Frank Reich is traditional that way, where he he wants that height. He uh, wants more of a pocket passer to run the offense. Uh, you know, Bryce Young is the pocket passer, yes, but he just doesn't have the size Frank Frank likes. And then Josh McCown, the new Panthers QB coach, is making comments about him like he's going to be great. Uh, he's going to, you know, be great for our team. You know, so 
I don't know if they if they're trying to throw us off, you know, trying to throw us off. I think it's a great <laughs> bet to put your money on Bryce Young as first pick, you know, because the odds are just so so great and they're just such a toss up. Such a toss up. Uh and but I think CJ can use his legs a little bit more just because of his frame. He can take a hit. Uh so I think in redraft uh, this year I'm going to take CJ Stroud and man it's tough to say for dynasty. I think, I think I would still take CJ Stroud. So, guys, in 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 one word uh, for redraft, uh, which name you got for uh, for dynasty? So, for a sustained career on your team, uh, Matt, you still taking Bryce Young? Yeah, that one's tougher because, like we mentioned, with Bryce Young's frame, it's you know you don't know how long the the shelf life is with him. But I'll still take Bryce Young. I just think he's the better player. Okay, yeah, Nick, uh, you, you sticking with CJ Stroud or? Yeah, I'd, I'd be sticking with CJ. Okay, okay. Well, you know, either way, I don't think the Texans or Panthers can go wrong uh, picking either either of those guys. Absolutely no, not. No. Uh, really high floor. Uh, but let's go to a guy who is super volatile and super controversial in the, especially in the fantasy world of man, is his ceiling just absolutely amazing? I don't think we've ever seen an athlete. Uh, actually like this at the QB position uh, that can, you know, but is as raw like this. Like even Cam Newton got, you know, got a Heisman, uh, you know, going into this and had way more starts and experience than this man. We're going with AR-15, baby. Like mm. you guys see him at the combine, hit a, hit the root, hit the ceiling, you know, and then do a backflip. Like this man is crazy. He'll hit an amazing, you know, 70 yard throw and then miss a 15 in route. So uh, you just don't know with it, but his potential is there. Um, and his rushing potential, like looking at some of his highlight tapes, man, the dude is just like Cam Newton, but faster out there. Um, he's got that Cam Newton frame and just can juke people out of their socks as well. Um, in Dynasty, do you guys take a chance on Anthony Richardson for the upside? over the other two QBs or do you stick with the other two QBs? And then the other question follow-up is what team do you want to see AR 15 go to? Uh, Nick, let's start with you, bud. Uh, so I would not be taking AR 15 over the other two in dynasty. I just think that he's going to have a tougher transition to the NFL. And with that first year or two, I mean, he we could see him. I think he needs to even sit a year in the NFL to learn. But mm -hmm. if he does play, he's gonna. It's gonna be a rough first year. Like I could see it being like like a Justin Fields first year. Um, he'll have some good production, maybe some good flashes here and there. But overall, uh, you just you, you. It would be. It wouldn't what, what you would want to be at, at, for from your quarterback on year one. So I'd probably I'd probably choose the other guys. I think that they they have a, they have a higher floor, and uh, if I if I did need to get a, a different QB, I would I'd just end up get dropped in a different QB. Um, and if I had to choose a team for AR fifteen to go, uh, man, that's tough. Um, I would in an ideal world, I'd want him to start behind a veteran or to sit behind a veteran. But okay. I'm just gonna go with the Colts just because I think if you put him on the Colts and if he did hit his ceiling and his potential, that that seems gonna be a, that seems gonna be amazing. I mean, with him and Jonathan Taylor, that duo right there would be great. Uh, they would just need to add maybe a, maybe a few wide receivers on for for some targets for him. But uh, you know, Michael Pittman's not a not a bad start. So they have they have some guys that would be would be really really good, and uh, I think he could he, he he could be good. But the Colts wouldn't. I don't think the Colts will be in the play playoff contention with him as year one. Yeah, no, I, I would love for him to, you know, just he didn't start enough games to just go week one. You could ruin him if you <laughs> if you just throw him to the wolves like yeah. week one, man. Like, you know, I could see him going uh, three for 15, but with 80 rushing yards, you know, something some like crazy stat like that. So mm -hmm. totally understandable uh, not taking him over the other two QBs, even though I think he has a higher ceiling, but just he could be a bust. He has bust written all over him as well. Matt, what do you think over there? Man, dude, uh, it's it, it would be so hard for me to not take this guy over Bryce Young or or CJ Stroud, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because 
This dude is the size of Cam Newton. He's 6'4", 231. He ran a 4-4-3-40. He logged a 40.5-inch vertical, a 10-8 broad jump, and he recorded the <laughs> highest relative athletic score, RAS, of all time at the quarterback position. So, basically, he's the yeah. most athletic quarterback of all time is what is what people are saying, and he can throw the ball 70 yards. So, it's like <laughs> you, see, you see the tools from this dude, and it's like, how do you not take, you know, how do you not take him? You know, it's like, it's yes. it's ridiculous. Even, even, in a, even in a dynasty league, because, you know, you guys mentioned he might bust, but, you know, guys like, you know, Justin Fields and guys like Jalen Hurts and even Daniel Jones, they actually provide a relatively safe floor, even when they weren't yes. at their best because of the rushing utilization, because they're going to get those rushing yards and those rushing touchdowns. So I think if you pick Anthony Richardson, listen, I, and, I, and I agree with you both, I think, I think sitting a year would be perfect for him, not only from a from a uh, just a developmental standpoint, because we've seen some of the greatest quarterbacks of all times, your Mahomes, your Brady's, your Rodgers. They've all sat for at least one season before they really got into it. But I think, you know, from a fantasy perspective as well, if you throw him out to the Wolves, you're probably not going to have him in, in a dynasty league for very long because he might be out of the league right. pretty quick, you know. So, um, but as far as a team goes... I'm going to go along the same lines of what you guys were thinking as far as a team where he could sit for a year. I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders where he could sit Ooh. behind Jimmy G for a year um, and, and, and develop a little bit in that McDaniels offense. And then, you know, you come in the next year, you got Devontae Adams. You got your Josh Jacobs, assuming he's re-signed. You got, you know, your, your, your Jacoby Myers. You know, you got a really, really solid group of weapons to work with. And you got a freak of nature at quarterback. And listen, if he goes to a bad team and he's forced to start right away, I think that's going to be horrible for his career. And, and and listen, he's not, you know, a polished player, obviously, but, you know, as, as far as real football goes. But, I mean, like I've said, we've seen guys who aren't necessarily the most polished players be super, super valuable in fantasy, like your Justin Fields, your Daniel Jones. Early Josh Allen was the same thing. Early yes. Josh Allen, he was he was one of the most raw prospects ever. But you look at the fantasy rankings in his first couple of years, he's still a, top, he's still a QB1. You know, so um, because of that rushing dynamic is so crucial for for quarterbacks and fantasy, I think a dynasty league, it's going to be it's going to be tough not to take him number one overall because he's got so much more upside. And I think his his uh, his, you know, floor is actually surprisingly high fantasy wise because of that rushing utilization. Absolutely. You you mentioned a couple of my my points as well, man. There's something called the Konami code uh, in fantasy recently, and it's uh the market is getting better at predicting QB ones the next year because you just got to take a rushing QB, man. It provides that safe floor for you. Like he could do that three for 15 game, but get you 80 yards and two touchdowns yards. on the ground. And he's a QB one that it, it's a cheat code right now. It's a cheat code. I wonder, you know, I, I just think now nowadays uh, fantasy we're getting smarter. It's not it's not just a lot of new guys going into it taking Tom Brady with the first pick in the first round. You know those days are over. So the <laughs> Konami code, get yourself a Russian QB, which is why I think Justin Fields is going to go off next year, even if his passing volume doesn't go up as much as people think. Um, and you know the Raiders with that, what do they have a top seven, top eight pick in the draft? Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think they're right there. They're right there to to make, you know, if they have to move up a couple spots or uh, he, he could absolutely fall to them and sit behind mm -hmm. Jimmy G, who's a sustained winner. He's a proven winner in this league right now. Um, so I would love, absolutely love the Raiders pick. Nick, I loved your Colts pick as well. Him and Jonathan Taylor at that number four pick. Mm -hmm. And I think if nobody trades, uh, trades to that number three pick with Arizona, I think they can absolutely snag him. In my world, though, boys, I think, and it's going to come a little out of nowhere, but um, I think the Ravens are looking at that number three pick, and they can make that trade up. They can make that trade up to that number three pick. Uh, what what has Baltimore done uh, the past few years? They have set up their whole identity around a QB that has a rushing offense. Um, you know, it could be an out of nowhere pick, but man, the Ravens have Lamar Jackson that where they can, you know, they can make that trade. They can make that trade. If even another team like at the five pick, you know, they can make that trade up and get AR 15. If the Colts don't snag him, um, maybe not at three, you know, cause they have Kyler Murray, but still they, they can apps. They would absolutely have the draft capital. Maybe they trade Lamar Jackson to another team. And then they they say, Arizona, Hey, 
we got two first round picks for you right here. Uh, go ahead and let us have that number three pick and move back. And, you know, Kyler's not playing for half the year anyways. Like, just take take it back a little bit. Let me let me go ahead and snag AR-15 with the highest draft ceiling. Man, on that rushing offense, he wouldn't have to throw more than 15 times a game. He would be an absolute steal, I believe, for, for the Ravens going forward. You know, they obviously don't want to pay their quarterback. So now they get a, a guy on a rookie deal. And Anthony Richardson on, on that offense, with that offensive line, him, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and another guy that they're probably going to add through the draft as well. It's just going to be, dude, how do you stop that? Even if you put 9-10 in the box, it's like, oh my gosh, like, we can't we, we, we can't stop this trio. Um, so well, to I your think- to your point, just real quick, to your point, uh, Anthony Richardson's obviously got more of a build than Lamar Jackson does too. He weighs more, he's bigger, he's stronger. So to he he's he's more capable of handling a, a rushing workload than Lamar Jackson might be. So if yes. you're from a Ravens perspective, you're going to get probably a more durable quarterback that's going to go in there. You don't have to worry about the the, the injury concerns that Lamar you know, obviously had his, his last couple of years in Baltimore. And obviously, like you mentioned, they don't want to pay their quarterbacks apparently. So he's going to be a, he's going to be a cheap option for five years. And then you get the next Anthony Richardson five years after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I love, I, you know, it it just kind of came to me like, Oh my gosh, like everything might be setting up for them. Like maybe that's not, maybe that's why they're not paying Lamar. They're like, man, if he falls to us, uh, Baltimore always drafts well, like that's, Man, they every year you're like, holy shit! These guys, these guys had an A minus A A draft with with the kind of value they're getting, especially in the first three rounds. So um, definitely something to definitely something to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. AR fifteen, my favorite QB in the draft. I think I would. Depending on what team he goes to, I think I would go for it. It, it also depends on your roster construction, right? In in dynasty, you could have four QBs, and you're like, dude, I got. I got Justin Herbert, maybe Dak, maybe a couple other guys that are really safe, maybe a Trevor Lawrence, but they don't have, I, I need some upside. You know, I, I already have Trevor Lawrence. Why would I get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young? So right. uh, let's, let's take a chance. I, I got 25 roster spots. Let's, let's take mm-hmm. a chance on AR 15. And if he pops off, then I could see myself starting him over any other QB in the league. If he, if he really fulfills his potential. So, just a little, you know, that's why he's so controversial, right? Like he's got such, he could just absolutely be a bust, but even his first two years, if he just rushes the ball, I could see him being elite. But let's go to our last question, guys. Um, let's talk about someone currently in the NFL. Uh, enough with these rookies, man. We don't know what team they're going to. What current player in the league do you think will lose fantasy value after this draft? You know, um, there's so many there's so many ways this could go but i definitely see some guys that you know might be a third round redraft pick right now where if they pick some if they if they have a running back or wide receiver over if they their team adds that to their depth chart they could fall they could fall a lot so matt what what current player are you looking at to lose the most fantasy value yeah, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, and it's it's partially because he's got some off the field concerns, and it's partially because they've already added a running back into their uh, into their team, and I think they're going to add another one in the draft. That's Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara, he's you know obviously he had a rough season last year, and maybe some people are looking for him to bounce back. But last year, you know, last year he wasn't good. He had one game where he you know scored like four touchdowns, and that was about it for his fantasy production the whole year. Other than that, he was really really bad. Plus. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, you got a new quarterback coming in. You don't know what you're going to get. They also brought in Jamal Williams, like uh, Nick mentioned earlier, the NFL's touchdown leader. So he's going to vulture some of those goal line carries and some of those short yardage carries from Alvin Kamara. And then um, it's, it. you know, I think they're going to draft another running back in the draft because you don't know with this illegal situation going on with Alvin Kamara, what's going to go on. Is he even going to play? Is he even going to be available for, for New Orleans next year? So for as good as Alvin Kamara has been, over the course of his career as not only a real football running back, but from a fantasy perspective, especially with Drew Brees, those the Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara years were like prime Alvin Kamara fantasy football years. That's when he was a legit candidate, you know, to be RB1 overall. I think he's going to lose a lot of value after this draft because I think they're going to go get another running back. Then you never know what's going to go on with this off the field situation. They already brought in Jamal Williams. So Alvin Kamara, I'm staying away from Alvin Kamara this year if I'm a fantasy Nope. Player. Absolutely. That, you know what, that was one of my options. I was, I was thinking about for sure that it, 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 
suspension is looming. Uh, it's it. I don't think it's a matter of if. I think it's a matter of how many games he's going to get. Um, yep. And then already you talked about the Jamal Williams. You, you saw what he did to DeAndre Swift's fantasy value. RIP for DeAndre Swift. You know, you got a lot of Swift stands out there and they're just like, dude, we can't get a break. Now it's David Montgomery, like who I think is an even better goal line back. Uh, so mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara is, you know, even if he doesn't get suspended in a perfect world, I'm still worried about him and they're likely you know, with Derek Carr to take that pressure off of him, they're likely to get a top end running back. And there's about 12 where I'm like, you know, three through 12, I, I could see them, you know, immediately adding value to their team. So, Nick, uh, do you agree? What, what do you think about that one? Yeah, no, I think that's a, a great pick. I think we've seen his fantasy production kind of slip and I could kind of see him just going like, not exactly how the how Zeke played out, but very similar to Zeke's career, where it, he can't, he's not going to get back to that level. Once you dip as a as a running back, it's like you have like a one to two percent chance at going back back backward in time and reaching your prime again. So it's usually at that point, it's usually just good to cut ends, and their 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 value just drops significantly. Right, right. Okay, so what 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 current player are you looking at then? Uh, the current player. So I I have like two players that I think that are going to lose draft value, uh, both running backs and specifically just because where they're going to be valued at, and right. just because I think that their teams are going to pursue running backs in the draft. So I got Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon. Austin Eckler nope. has obviously been what the top one or top three running backs in the last two years. And I think it's just time for the the Chargers to draft someone, and, and just like you said earlier, if they draft Bijan or if it's another running back, I think that they're going to start looking to the future and gradually making that running back have that have that chemistry with Justin Herbert. Uh, just so they, I mean, if you're if you have to pay Austin Eckler top money when he's at this this day and age with his, it's just, it's just going to hurt the Chargers. I mean, they need they need to get younger, not older. And kind of the same thing with the Bengals. So Joe Mixon, with all with all the stuff that's going on with him, idiot. Yeah, they 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 kind of yeah exactly. They really need to draft a running back, and that running back needs to have at least be able to do two de- two to three downs. Yeah, absolutely. well, I, I want to build it on your point, Nick. As far as teams don't want to pay running backs because they know they can get another really good running back in the draft. So I don't think Eckler is going to be long for the Chargers. And obviously Joe Mixon with being how stupid Joe Mixon is all the time. And in last year, him not producing. Joe Mixon was, hey, again, Joe Mixon was another one of the guys. He had the five touchdown game against Carolina and did nothing the rest of the year. So I think those are two really, really good picks because I think those teams are going to move on from those running backs. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, to piggyback and kind of transition to my I I got a few picks here for you, but to transition from from Nick's point with uh, Joe Mixon, Cincinnati also lost another running back. So they're bound to, you know, draft someone else. But Samaje P. Ryan went to the Denver Broncos. And what in, in an interview, they said, you know, did the Bengals offer you more money? And he was like, hell, yeah, they did. But then Sean Payton talked to me and told me my role. Uh, you know, with Javante Williams, you don't know with that triple, you know, ACL, MCL, PCL tear, if he's even going to play or be at his normal self. The, history so, shows that he won't be. So Samaje is like, heck yeah, dude, I, I'm just going into RB1 for a Sean Payton-led offense. And then April 27th, 28th, 29th is going to hit. And uh, I think the Denver Broncos are going to be like, uh, Sean Payton loves, loves a receiving do it all back out of the backfield. Um, and he, you know, he's used uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram in the same, in the same light. Right. But uh, they're bound to add another, another piece to that, to that depth chart. So Samaje P Ryan, I'm sorry, man. Uh, they lied to you. Okay. He there, you're not going to get the touches that they promised you. I'm sorry you left because you, you might've had a better chance at more touches in Cincinnati. Um, so he did well with his touches in Cincinnati, too. He did well last year with his touches. He did better than Joe Mixon productively, yeah. He was better production wise, like he was just 
just real football wise, he looked better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Nick had him in fantasy. He, he helped. Like, he helped me out in the, in the yeah. playoffs, baby. Mm-hmm. It sucked, <laughs> but let's not have get Nick on his tangent of his fantasy championship. Okay. Um, oh. Uh, another another guy I wanna I wanna bring up is he. I love him. I had him on my fantasy team last year. Um, he was a steal for my dynasty draft and in my redraft last year. Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I mm. think, you know, he's a monster out of the backfield. Everyone loves him. You see his dance, you know, he's, he's him. Like he's, he's, uh, you know, a huge, huge running back that runs, that runs faster than uh, Jameer Gibbs. So he is mm. a monster out of the backfield, but the chiefs only spent a seventh round pick on him. So that, that draft capital is not there. They're, they're not, they don't have to keep, you know, they don't have to keep him. They're not bound to, uh, you know, giving him 90% of the touches ever again. Um, and I think they're bound. There's 12 running backs in this draft class. They're bound to get someone with higher draft capital. So as much as I love Isaiah Pacheco, he's just not, it's not in the cards for me um, for, for Isaiah this year. And then the last one I'm going to go with is whoever's in that Miami running backfield. Like, like, you know, Jeff Wilson, yeah right man like he he's not good he can't be the starter going into the yeah. season you know this is a contending team and you know what contending teams do for that are that just need one piece is they they use early draft capital for a running back you know because they have everywhere else settled uh they got Jalen Ramsey this year their defense is stacked unbelievable Bradley Chubb like I don't know how they're paying all these guys like someone's got to talk to their uh, financial advisor it's unbelievable so i think they do add that one piece to put them over the edge in the afc east uh over you know the bills maybe new england does something and then if aaron Rodgers goes to the jets i didn't want to say his name earlier but if a goes to the jets that's that's a stacked division so i think the the dolphins try to make some moves now and try to win now and jeff wilson bye-bye bud you're you're going to second or third on the depth chart after this draft um, what do you guys think about those picks? I like those picks a lot. I mean, I think the Dolphins would be a great landing spot for Bijan too if they could find a, a find a way to, to to get him. And then you know your offense has Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Bijan Robinson on it. You know that's mm-hmm. a you're not stopping that offense no matter who's at quarterback, no matter how much you believe in Tua or not. Yeah. So it's like a Pro Bowl roster. Nobody, yeah, so you're 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 gonna dominate. And you know the the I like so I like those picks for sure. Heck yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, this was episode one. Matt, Nick, I appreciate you both. Uh, Appreciate everyone, you know, sticking through this and, uh, you know, getting hyped up. Like, now is the time to research, guys. Now is the time to outproduce your league mates and, you know, get ahead of the game before the draft. Um, That's that's what produces, uh, you know, fantasy champions in, in all formats. So, Stick with us, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Dead Zone Fantasy with the House Call Sports. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, and TikTok for more top-tier fantasy football content. Remember, success in fantasy football is all about staying ahead of the market and developing your own research model that has you sustained not just for this year, but sustained success for years coming uh, coming forward. So, Whether you're a seasoned veteran or a newbie to the game, our show has got you covered. Stay tuned for more in-depth analysis, expert insights, and engaging discussions that will keep you ahead of your league mates. Um, Guys, let's talk about uh, a couple more um, uh, sponsors here. We got Fubo TV, which is the world's only sports-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. Uh, no hidden fees. Get a free trial today. Browse available plans, please. I personally have Fubo, and man, for that NCAA tournament, I loved watching every single game. You get tons of channels with you know basically any sport you can think of. Uh, you know, if if you're into that midnight ping pong tournament, come on now. Uh, hit the link <laughs> in the description below to go check that out. Tell us how you feel about the episode, guys. We appreciate your feedback. Let's get some conversation started. Um, did you think? Did you think uh, Matt had a great take with uh, Anthony Richardson over CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and Bryce Young to the Panthers? I don't know, man. I don't know. Bijan Robinson to the Eagles. Please, someone, please, someone, uh, bring him down to earth with that pick. 
Um, yeah, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate it all. And, you know, we talked about our social media platforms. It's at The House Call Sports, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. Go give us a like. Go give us a comment. Subscribe and get our merch on the housecall.com uh, website as well. Gentlemen, thank you again. This is the conclusion of episode one. I appreciate you all and, uh, you know, signing off. Some crazy storylines, dude. Going into this, I predicted Jordan Spieth to be the winner off the bone-chilling stat that – 